Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. Welcome back to the IME podcast. Today we have another epic guest on board, uh, Beck Cole, a WNBL Southside Flyers player, and she's going to talk a little bit about her career in basketball. So welcome, Beck. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're post-COVID, so how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, I know, just the standard of everyone at the moment. Um, yeah, I copped it pretty hard, so six days in bed and... Um, it's definitely a journey getting back into game fitness. It's uh, definitely day by day, but slowly the lungs are getting a bit better. And yeah, just good to be back out on the floor, I guess, doing what I love. 100%. I swear that's the worst part of COVID, to be honest, is like the breathing aspect. Like, I feel like I can't breathe as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so bad. I was okay, like, um, say, everyday life. But when it came to game intensity it was honestly like i'd never worked out in my life like that's how i felt yeah crazy how long did yours last um so i was like pretty bad for six days and then i went straight back into team practice on day eight um but obviously like a week and a half to get back into it but i've played two games since then and i week to feel like absolutely back to normal and myself but like at the moment we've been given like all the COVID girls like this steroid puffer to help and we take that every day yeah Um, because obviously like a bit like you but my job so it's not like you can sort of obviously there's protocols and safety getting back into it but definitely harder compared if, if I was just you know going to for a walk every day where you can slowly get back into it. Oh, 110%. Well, hopefully you're on the rise now. Um, what got you started out in sport in general or if not like basketball? Yeah, so we were a very active family. My dad's actually an ex-soccero. So he came to Australia when he was 15. He grew up in um, in London. So uh, we definitely had like the sporty genes. I have two older sisters um, and we all did athletics and netball and they did soccer and I randomly played basketball. So it was a friend from my netball team was like, hey, like, can you just come in and fill in for our team? And I was like, mom, can I? She's like, yeah, sure. So I went and I played and I just, I came back and apparently mum was like, you were just obsessed. Like you wanted to sign up. Apparently I thought the uniforms were cool as shit. So <laughs> yeah, I started playing. I think seven was the first, like I signed up to my first team. Wow. That's crazy. And um, like even obviously never stopped since. No, never stopped playing. So um, obviously went up through my juniors playing in like representative teams. And then um, I was lucky enough to make uh the the state team so like representing Victoria 
to play national championships. And then um, right after I finished year 12, I went to the Australian Institute of Sport, which I guess if people don't know a lot about that, it's sort of like the Australian version of college in America. And then um, was there for two years. And then after that, signed my first professional contract and, yeah, have played in the WNBL and for my country, um, yeah, growing up. So, yeah, pretty lucky. Wow, that's crazy. So was your first contract with your current team or was it someone else? No, so I first signed my first contract with um, Balling Boom for four or five seasons, I think. And then I went to Rangers, which is now re-franchised to Southside Flyers. So I've only ever been with the, the two clubs and they've both been Victorian teams. Yeah, right. Do you plan on staying with your current team or, you know, you just, you can't really predict the future? Oh, I'm with uh, my team Southside Flyers for two seasons. I just, uh, yeah, signed a contract for the upcoming two, but... um. We're pretty lucky at Southside. We have a man named Jerry Ryan who is so supportive of women's sport and, you know, especially basketball. So we have quite a professional club and, you know, women's sport is obviously still growing. There isn't quite a quality yet, you know, in that department when it comes to sport and look, especially women's basketball. I would say we're sort of behind the eight ball, you know, compared to netball, soccer, cricket, AFLW, all that sort of thing. So um, super lucky. I love the club, love the culture we've made and, and my team as well. So look, it would have to be, yeah, probably a big ask to, to change clubs. Yeah, 100%. Why do you think basketball is behind um, netball? It's such a better sport. <laughs> yeah, I just think, oh, I think it comes down maybe to like the marketing side because what yeah. I cannot believe is, you know, we have our Australian females who have been getting medals at Olympics, at World Cups for years, let alone, you know, unless you're into basketball, they would have no idea who that is walking down the street. Whereas, you know, with a lot of the netballers, I feel like they're more publicised, you know, in the media and, you know, Netball Australia have done a great job that, you know, little girls know, know who all the athletes are. Whereas in basketball, we just don't have that same you know, like media output or reach, I would think, which is a shame because obviously we're great bloody athletes, but we're also such great role models. So hopefully it will grow, but I think it's going to take a, you know, a fair few years for that to happen. Yeah, let's hope it does. What does mindset mean to you? Obviously you'd have to have a strong mindset with, you know, um, being a pro professional player and, you know, the daily habits you have to do, what explain mindset for me, um, you know, your current uh, sea of mindset? Yeah, mindset is a massive thing. I think in daily life, but especially, uh, well, for me, yeah, playing my sport of basketball, um, it, it's massive. And I think as, as I've gotten older, my mindset has changed, but like 100% for the better. Um, I think you become more comfortable with yourself and who you are, you know, not, not to care what um, it could be outsiders, fans think of you, you know, maybe other coaches, what they think of you. Cause at the end of the day, I know all the work that I've put in and I know, you know, I'm such a great person and teammate that 
at the end of the day, if I do the best that I can for myself and my team so I can perform on the court and, you know, whatever happens, happens. I might miss out on teams that I shouldn't have or, um, you know, maybe you get an injury, but it's like at the end of the day, if you know, you put 110% effort in, whatever the outcome is, you sort of have to be at peace with. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be great and sometimes it's going to be bad, but that is just sport. It is filled with massive highs and massive lows. And, you know, I think it is hard. A lot of people just think, oh, we casually, you know, we just like go out for dinner and have cocktails all the time. (laughs) And then we just get to, you know, play sport and travel the world. But the thing is, it's like, our bodies are in pain every day. And of course I'm so blessed to do what we do. Um, but it, it, but it's bloody tough work and to grind every day and put your body through it is definitely, you know, a mental challenge, but, um, also serious injuries. So I've had about, it's like eight surgeries on my knees. Um, I've done my ACL, MCL, meniscus and cartilage. Knees. And, um, when you get out of the game for, you know, ACLs can be up to a year. Um, you're on the sideline, you're doing all this training by yourself. You're not with your team. You're not doing the sport that you love. Um, you know, it takes you a few months to get back to the level that you were. That is definitely something that challenges you. And you realize how you have to have a positive mindset. I'm all about setting goals. Um, that's a really big thing for me. And also your mindset is like, find someone who challenges you or, can help you when you're down. So for me, that's my dad. He's obviously gone through what I have in regards to being a lead athlete. Um, but he's the best in knowing when, Hey, I need a shoulder to cry on compared to, Hey, get your head out of your ass. Like, let's go. So mindset yeah. is a massive thing that can make or break you daily as an athlete. That's crazy. So you've had like eight injuries in total. Yeah. So um, I go hard or go home apparently with my body. So. <laughs> um, but yeah. that means you must have been, you've had like multiple years on the sideline. Yeah. So I'm currently 29. I've probably had about three to four years in total where like I haven't played. So I always say, yeah, I'm pretty fucking good for a 26 year old. You know? <laughs> 100%. So like, is that, like always kind of is it fixed now or you you might that might pop up again the knee injury so with my knees it's it's something where it's I just have to make sure you know I warm up really good I'm in the in the gym room so like my quads and my hamstrings are always so strong um and then just like you know recovery what you eat making sure you know it's clean foods nothing inflammatory um, proteins, but look, my knee is probably about like 60 years old compared to my body. But <laughs> I love that. Right, for you. <laughs> yeah. But right now it's like, I want to play sport. So you literally do whatever it is to play. And it's like, yeah, I'll deal with it later because, you know, this is my love and my goals and what. I... So it's a daily thing and better than others, but, um, I feel like it's something, if you saw me play, you wouldn't know that I you know, have certain issues or whatnot. Um, but yeah, is, is it the best knee in the world? No, but it's like I can still play and do what I love. So you just, you figure it out and yeah, I 100%. guess just keep putting one foot in front of the other. 
yeah, like, you know what I mean? It's, you know, your job. So at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Um, I want to dive into nutrition now. Like, I think you're in crazy shape. You might not believe it, but um, <laughs> I actually commented on your abs the other day. <laughs> oh, why, I thank like, you. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a girl with better abs that doesn't like actually compete in like bodybuilding. <laughs> um, what is your nutrition like? Like, is it the same every day? Does it change? Do you have a nutritionist? Talk to us about your nutrition. Yeah, so we do have access to nutritionists through either like our club or I'm also um, on scholarship at the Victorian Institute of Sports. So like we're super lucky that we do have people, um, you know, that that know their stuff and we can can ask. But um, lately, I feel like as we get older, like we know what our body likes, what it doesn't like, how it makes us feel. So it's probably just been more on... Um, on me and what I've decided hey this is what makes me feel like fit energized um, and and good to go so it's been funny my dad was diagnosed with cancer um, or I want to say maybe two years ago now and he always ate meat and then he did some research and found out um, there's a certain protein in meat that attracts cancer cells so he and mum went completely vegan so I was like, look, I'm not going to go vegan, but I'll go vegetarian. So I would say I go vegetarian during the week and then on weekends, like I'll eat a, eat meat, but I've never been, you know how people love a good steak? Yeah. Like that freaks me out. So it's like, <laughs> I'm a weirdo when it comes to meat. I like mince meat and like, you know, fried chicken if I'm going to Miyagi or hawk hole, but yeah. I'm not, Yeah. So um, a lot of it consists of like a bunch of veggies, um, like whether it be like lentils. So like I love like, you know, chickpeas, uh, f- like stuff that's in falafels, um, cauliflower. And I'm lucky that I guess I love those. Crackhead hummus. Like I would eat probably four meals a day, like breakfast, yep. lunch, afternoon, tea, dinner. And, um, I also have like protein and collagen powder every day, um, eggs, toast. It, I wouldn't say it's the same every day. Like I'll, I'll eat fish. So, um, like salmon or like a white, white fish. Um, but it's funny. I wouldn't say, Hey, I know exactly what I'm eating today. I always have the same breakfast. That's a yogurt, a muesli slice and a coffee. I know that will be the same every day, but. Yeah, breakfast and dinners, it's always mostly just veggies and whether it's a piece of potato or a lentil, I feel like that's probably my vibe. But um, That's so interesting. I feel like, I don't know, the more people I talk to lately, um, everyone's kind of going down that vegetarian like route. Um, and I've tried it back and forth a little bit and I definitely am less inflamed and I like feel leaner and clearer in the head when I cut meat. But... um. I just find it hard to completely cut it, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. And I don't think I can either, especially playing sport. There's days where I like I wake up and I'm like, oh, like I'm craving meat today or my body needs meat. Or even for girls, if they're on their cycle, I find yeah. that's when I'm like, no, I need some more red meat. And so, um, yeah, that's why I say I'm sort of like a weekday vegetarian because I, I can't fully cancel it out. And I don't think, you know, you need to. Half of it is because of 
um, you know, like you said, you feel better in your body, but some of it is just also because of what's happening with the world. I'm like, oh, if I can help well, like make the world live a little bit longer, like yeah. I'll try to do that as well. So, but it is interesting how I feel like your body can form different um, like habits or how it feels. So, you know, if I um, intentionally was ha- like, hey, I'm not gluten intolerant, but I'm going to stop eating gluten for a month. Then you do that. Then you go back. As soon as you have a bit of gluten, I feel like, hey, now my belly looks like I'm, you know, three months pregnant or <laughs> I'm getting inflamed. I feel like you can genuinely change your body and how it adapts to things. So it is pretty crazy. Do you cut dairy? Yeah. So I'm like, when it comes to coffee, I'm either like, you know, a double espresso shot or I have oat, oat milk. But yeah. the, I guess the only dairy I have is uh, like, yoga in either like my chobani fits or yo pros but apart from that like i don't if we're speaking about diet as well like i love some chocolate or and i don't um deprive myself of that i feel like it's all about balance so so sunday's my rest day i'm a double cream brie or camembert you know with some wine and some crackers so i try not to have that definitely something that makes me feel inflamed um but i wouldn't say either that it's fully cut out it might be a you know once or twice a week thing yeah i think that's so important balance balance with anything in life is key so 110 percent um you won a WNBL championship explain what the feeling was like when you won that yeah that was like epic so just like you know i was in a hub uh netballers were in a hub we went away from, you know, our families and loved ones. I think we were gone for two months um, and we were across Townsville, Cairns and Mackay. And um, it, I think winning that, it was like even more special because obviously the pandemic and being in a hub had never happened before in the league. So it, that was something that was a new experience. But, you know, as you get older and you're in senior competitions, realizing what it takes not only to get to you know the grand final series or make it to the top four for playoffs actually winning it is just like another step again so it's funny when people were like oh how did it feel and I was like I I know this sounds weird but it was almost like relief because I think we had the best team on paper but like relief that you'd finally achieved a goal and, you, you know, you were away, you were playing like every second day, which is a bit out of the normal. But it was epic getting that championship ring. Like, you know, it was pretty close, I guess, to LeBron's NBA championship ring. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was just something special. And it's a moment that you never forget, you know, popping champagne in the change room, just like cheering with your sisters. It was it was epic. Yeah, and no, I love that. Speaking of that, who is your favourite uh, NBA player? Oh, okay. I go through phases. At the moment, it's a Greek freak. I love him. But Who? also, like, the Greek freak. Who's that? Um, he plays for Mavericks. The, oh, my God, I've just had a absolute... um, Oh, um, Lucas? No, you... no. Nah. Um, but oh. he is good. He is fire. Yeah, he's killing it at the yeah. moment. He's, he is ridiculous. Um, I'm the same. I go through so many different phases. I was a massive Mellow fan. Carmelo? 
You there? You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, I lost you. Sorry. Yeah, I was a massive um, Carmelo fan for ages. Yeah, absolutely love him. It's like, even say like Steph Curry, like he's absolutely balling. It's like, yeah. I don't have... <laughs> I don't have favourites. I'll just be like, if a team is playing this team, I'll be like, yeah, I like these two people the most because their skills are dope. So I'm going to go for you today, which is have not you, uh, like. Have you met any NBA players? Um, Let's see. I've met Australian players who have played in the NBA. Yeah. But no, um, no Americans that I can recall. No. So you've met Patty Mills? Yeah, met Paddy Mills. He is honestly like an absolute legend on the inside. Like does, you know, so much for his community and just Australian basketball. And I think we're just super lucky to have someone like him. Yeah, 100%. Um, He's actually doing really, really well now. He's picked up his game in the NBA. Yeah, killing it. He was always obviously like off the bench and a six man. And you could tell he had... Like, he could go start if he wanted to, but obviously, it, you know, it's the NBA. It's hard. But, you know, I'm super happy that he's been seen and, like, more light is shone on him because, he, like, he's a baller. Yeah, 100%. I want to know what's a day in the life like of Beck at the moment, a typical day. Yeah, so at the moment, in, in season, it would be I would get to the courts around nine and I would just, like, get my own reps up, whether that's with a teammate or a coach and shoot for an hour. Then we have team training. So that, you know, that's with everyone where we, where we scrimmage, go through plays, uh, skills, all that sort of stuff. So that's 10 till 12. Then we'll be in the gym lifting weights, like 12 till one. Um, And then some days, then that's when we like, you, you go home or if there's treatment days, you know, you might not get out till like two. So, um, I guess like your whole morning is, you know, you're training and you're lifting and looking after your body. And then uh, we have lunch given to us at the stadium. Um, But I am like also a brunch queen. So like sometimes, you know, if, if I'm not training, I'm going out for brunch or for dinner. So, but, um, you know, as, as I said, I've had injuries. So, you know, when I come back home in the afternoons, I'm icing my knees, going in compression boots, making sure my legs are up so I'm, you know, ready to do it again the next day. Um, And then normally on weekends we have games. So we have like, I guess, a shoot around in the morning for an hour. And then, you know, we come back home um, and then we go back to the stadium and we play. And, you know, that probably takes up about three, four hours. You know, you get there early, the game goes for about two hours. And then, you know, you have debrief or treatment after the game. Um, as well as, you know, we could be traveling and, and um, going interstate for the weekend. So um, it's pretty hectic when you're in season. But, you know, if I'm not on the basketball court, I'm probably, you know, by the beach uh, going for a swim or tanning at the moment <laughs> or eating, <laughs> eating like it's my job. So, um, uh, yeah, that's I'm daily, the same probably. as you. Literally, I could just have sun, beach and food and I'm set 100%. Oh, literally. <laughs> Do you focus a lot on your recovery, like massages, ice baths, um, saunas, or is that not something really that you dive into? No, I like live for physio and massage treatment. So I'll get, 
I think my body reacts really well to hands-on treatment. So I'll normally always get like two physio sessions a week and then one or two um, massages. So physio is normally I'll get the same thing done every week and, you know, that for my like muscles around my knee and my back and that's just to make sure, you know, I'm on point every week with that. And then massage is like the extra little things like, you know, my shins and my feet which just like, I guess, help make the rest of my body flow and feel good. And um, ice bars, I love them. I make sure yeah. I do like one of them a week. I normally sort of try to do it at the end of a training week and then right before we play. Yeah, right. So that I'm like fresh and ready to go. And then we're super lucky as well. We have an ice bath um, at our stadiums. For a game, I make sure I jump in that straight away. And yeah, saunas, I quite like infrareds. I'm a fan of them. I look, I don't do them as often when we're in season just because we sweat so much. Sometimes I feel like it makes me more exhausted, but in the off season, uh, yeah, I do them weekly. Yeah. Wow. You're definitely on point with your recovery. 100%. Are you big on supplements? So we have to be quite careful when it comes to supplements. So we get drug tested. And so if I do get supplements, um, I have to make sure they're all batch tested. Um, so for me, I'm with True Protein and, um, you know, they're awesome. I absolutely love their product. I think they help my body and they're a product that I can trust. So um, I'm really big on protein powders, um, collagen powder. I'm quite big on magnesium. I like them. And then, you know, a couple others might be like turmeric. Um, glucosamine because that's quite good for like my cartilage and my bones yeah pretty similar to what I take I'm massive on collagen at the moment hey I think it's very underrated so underrated and I just don't think a lot of people know about it or like that um, don't have enough research maybe like haven't heard a lot about it for athletes I get it why we would but even just in the fitness industry I think it can help people massively yeah, 100%. I haven't tried to, True Nutrition, but um, obviously it's a very sport-related brand. Like, they have a lot of, like, athletes um, as opposed to other people. But, um, yeah, I've heard nothing but good about it. Yeah, I love – if you're taking it every day, I still want to be able to enjoy, um, you know, when it comes to, like, protein snacks or protein powder. But – um. You know, like when you're looking there at gradients, it's like all clean stuff. And I guess, like I said, I have to be super careful. So the fact that I can trust them is like a big, big tick. Yeah. How often do you get drug tested? So it is, it's um like sporadically. So you don't get to, like, you don't get a call being like, Oi, Jax, um, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, dr the drug people are coming in to test you in a week. So like, and that's the point of it to know, look, if you're doing the wrong thing and you're cheating, well, then, you know, you're going to get taken out. People are going to know. So um, it can be when you're playing for Australia, that it's happened when you're on a tournament or on tour playing for your country. Um, it might be everyone. It might be just three people. Um, and then during the season, we get tested um, you don't know when, but you, it'll always happen a few times. And 
it's normally like urine always. Um, you also might get blood and urine as well. So yeah, you don't know when it's going to happen, but um, yeah, I'm glad it does. Cause it, you know, keeps people from, you know, cheating at the sport and making sure everyone's at a level playing field. Yeah, that's so true. Um, there's a lot of cheating when you get to the high level too, as you would know. Um, it's cheating, you know, even at the low level. But, you know, if people want to be the best in the world or Australia, um, you know, there comes things that people want to do that are illegal. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. Um, what is your goals for the next, say, you know, one to five years um, work-wise and, I mean, sorry, basketball-wise and just life-related? Uh, life yeah, it's um I've actually been thinking a lot more about that lately as you know I'm probably getting to like the last bit in my basketball career but so for this year in 2022 god can't believe it's 2022 already but um I we have the I've just been announced today actually in the Opal squad for the World Cup qualifier so there's a camp in two weeks um and then from there there's 16 people named in that squad um it'll be cut down to 12 and then they uh go to serbia so that's definitely to go to the world cup qualify in like a month is a goal as well as the world cup that's in september later this year um that's actually in sydney so that's one goal is to be in that um opals national team and then also for 3x3 uh, the Commonwealth Games is this year in July, August in Birmingham. So to make that um, Australian 3x3 team, um, their goals on the list for this year, as well as, you know, hopefully winning another WNBL championship with the Southside Flyers. Uh, so that's basketball-wise. Uh, that That's this year. Um, also, there's another Olympics coming up in, you know, only three years now. So that's quicker because of COVID. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I missed out. We didn't qualify with 3x3. And then I was part of the final cut with Opal. So, you know, last year was quite hard for me. I felt like my you know, heart was ripped out of my chest, not achieving those goals and, you know, blood, sweat and tears, not for nothing, but at the time, that's what you sort of feel like it is. So that would also be another goal. Um, and then I think with like life after sport, I sort of want to start setting myself up, um, you know, in the next couple of years for what I want to do after, because uh, with a lot of athletes, like depression or not knowing what you want to do when you're done is a really big thing. Um, yeah. You know, we're quite used to being told where to go, what to do, what time, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, you know, then going to, hey, okay, what am I waking up for today? And what's my new purpose? Um, I, you know, you still want to have goals and you still want to achieve. Um, you know, we're so like goal driven. So I want to make sure whether that's, I do love the fitness industry. So whether it's something to do with that, I'm not quite sure. Or I absolutely, as you can probably tell, love talking into sport whether it's something in um like the tv media journalism i'd be quite interested in that field as well yeah maybe you could um start your own podcast <laughs> i know i've done a couple of podcasts with people you know like yourself and in uh in your industry and it's probably something i'm definitely interested um in doing but i guess 
it's yeah just taking that first step and actually doing it yeah but that's like anything in life do you know what i mean but um i think you'd be good at it do you know what i mean you could base it around more sports specific um but yeah maybe that could be a goal yeah maybe this can be a side talk after this and uh (laughs) I can get some tips off you, that's for sure. <laughs> you just have to give me a cut butt when you go to like Joe Rogan <laughs> level. <laughs> Dead. Oh, imagine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, well, yeah, no, it's been great having you on, Beck. Um, I wish you nothing but the best with your career and I hopefully you don't get any more injuries, um, touch wood. <laughs> um, I, I think it's awesome to see what you're doing. Um, it's awesome to see like more the fact that you're just, I find you very humble and genuine. Um, as you know, when like you reach out to people with a blue tick and, you know, they're, you know, somewhat famous and they just think they're king shit, they don't reply. And I don't like that aspect of, you know, social media these days, if that makes sense. Agreed. Um, I, I think, you know, just because what I'm trying to say more is like, just because, you know, you are in the WNBL and you do have a blue tick and you obviously... I think the fact that you just act normal and you're cool and, you know, I can go text you and say, when do you want to do a podcast and stuff like that? I think that's just so like, it just, I don't know. It makes me like you so much more. Like it's so much more appealing to the audience. Um, so I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people should take on board and, you know, not really let their ego get in the way. Oh, thank you. No, I a hundred percent agree. I think, I hate that the world has turned into like social media and that's what it's all about. But, um, you know, also that that is the new age and, and what it is. But I just think, like you said, you're so genuine and lovely and like humble to speak to. And everyone has their own story and own experiences. But, you know, at the end of the day, people aren't going to remember that you had a bloody blue tick or (laughs) this. It's that, you know, they're going to remember about how you made them feel or, you know, what, what you did for them, how you helped them, you know, all that sort of thing. So I feel like that's sort of, you know, what I want to leave in the world when I'm gone or, you know, make a mark on people. And you definitely will. Um, yeah, I'll definitely word of mouth you highly to anyone, you know, I speak to you about. So, um, and I hope people enjoy this episode because I don't think I've ever had a girl that plays basketball on. So it's just cool to just see a bit of a day in the life and, what you do and all that kind of stuff, you know, people find this really interesting, even though for you it's probably boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but, yeah, no, is there any last message you wanted to leave the audience, uh, favourite quote, a message, anything you'd like to say, any sponsors? Oh, yeah, I reckon, well, one quote, it probably sounds a bit depressing, but, like, in in our family it means not that, but, you know, it's life's not fair. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think a big thing is like you, you can work so hard at things and maybe things don't go your way, but, um, you know, take a day to, to, to feel that emotion. You might be angry, you might be sad, but then the next day move on with it because there's just going to be greater things ahead of you. And, you know, if you work hard, good things will come. So, yeah, that's probably the last message I would love to leave. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. I'm a big believer in that too. Do you just want to leave everyone, obviously, with your socials? And if they do want to contact you or anything, how can they get about that? Yeah, um, my social is at Rebecca J. Cole. And probably my yeah uh, email will be on there, but um, beckcole8 at gmail.com for, yeah, any inquiries. 
Amazing. I'll have to tune in and watch a game now that I've um, just spoken to someone that plays. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you my highlight reel, Jack, you know? <laughs> yeah, send it. I want to see some slam dunks and some 360s and <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, the easy stuff. <laughs> yeah, just the easy stuff. I don't want to see, like, the free throws. <laughs> yeah, nah, boring snoring. <laughs> nah, amazing to have you on, Beck. Um, I appreciate it. All the best um, with the season and uh, the rest of your career. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening.